Well, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. It's so good to see you here tonight, and I'm so thankful to be here at Quest Church here in Norman, Oklahoma. What a great church. Thank you, Pastor Rick, Bishop Rick Hawkins, and Giovanna Hawkins for allowing me to share the Word of God tonight with everyone. Let me just tell you a little bit about my brother and I. We come from a big family. I know probably most of you know seven siblings, and, uh, and what, a, what a blessing it is to be in a family that where all the siblings and parents love the Lord Jesus Christ, and we all came to the Lord to know the Lord. And I, I tell you, I spent some quality time with Bishop Rick Hawkins back in the day. Back when we first got saved, there was times that we spent and we would go out into a van and get in a van and we would just pray for hours and hours. We'd fast sometimes for days and days and just seek the Lord. But I'm just so glad to be here tonight and I'm so thankful for the work that's going on here at Quest Church and what's going on here in Norman, Oklahoma and in Oklahoma City. The table talk here has been tremendous on Monday nights. If you've missed any of that, you should join in on Monday nights and watch it. It's absolutely phenomenal. You'll be inspired, and the anointing of God will touch your heart, and the Lord will bless you. I want to share the Word of God with you tonight. I want to share from a subject called, It's Too Heavy for You to Carry. It's Too Heavy for You to Carry. If I had me some witnesses in here tonight, I'd just tell them, I want you to say this with me, It's Too Heavy for You to Carry. I'm going to take my text tonight from Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 25, reading from the New uh, American Standard Bible, and it reads like this, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. In the New King James Bible, it says it like this, Anxiety in the, man, in the heart of a man, let me read it again, Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. But a good word makes him glad. Would you pray with me today? Father, I just thank you tonight, Lord God, for everyone listening, Lord. And I just ask you to bless this word tonight, Lord God, as it goes forth. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit touch everyone that hears this word of God tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. And the church said, amen. It's too heavy for you to carry. Y'all going to help me preach this tonight, aren't you? I need you to help me preach this tonight. I need you to get in the amen corner, hit those thumbs and hearts, and hit that share button and share this tonight. Because God woke me up this morning, about 4 o'clock this morning, the Lord was speaking to me, dealing with my heart, and that's what he told me to speak on. He wants me to talk to you tonight about your heart. It's too heavy for you to carry. He says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. But a good word makes him glad. Sometimes we have storms in our lives. Sometimes bad things happen to us, whether it was something that we did that we chose to do on our own or whether it was something that someone else did and we became the victim of that. You may be here tonight with hurt in your heart, listening to me tonight with some pain in your heart. You may be listening to me tonight with, with emotional pain or something that caused you to have shame in your life, something that caused you to feel like that you're ashamed to go out in the public, that you're ashamed to face certain people, you're ashamed because of something that took place in your life. You may feel like you've been an outcast or rejected. 
There's many things, the Bible says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. So sometimes we just need to realize that sometimes anxiety can be self-inflicted upon what we do with our lives. You may be a young lady that's pregnant tonight and don't know who the dad is. Or you may be a, a young lady that's pregnant tonight and the dad don't want anything to do with you anymore because you're pregnant. You may be here or listening to me tonight and you may be going through a divorce and because of that relationship that's caused anxiety, it's caused pain in your life. You may be listening to me tonight and it may be your marriage, it may be a bad relationship, it may be a divorce that you're going through, it may be a sexual relationship that you're into and you feel guilty about it, but you don't know how to get out of that relationship because you're all tangled up in it like a spider web and you can't get out of that sexual relationship because you're wound up in it and you know it's going to hurt people when you break away from it. And the anxiety is just almost more than you can bear. The anxiety in your heart is weighing you down. I wish I had an amen corner. I wish I had somebody that could be a witness with me tonight. Somebody help me preach this tonight. I'm coming to you live online tonight because I want you to hear me today. I want you to understand that there's things that happen in our lives. And maybe it was uh, your spouse that left you or cheated on you or or maybe, maybe it's uh, financial pressures, or it could be that you've been kicked out of a church because of some things, or, or whatever. You might have been ostracized by people. Maybe shame and guilt has dealt you a bad hand. Maybe the shame and guilt of church might have set you aside or set you down. I know that pastors that I've met, pastors that I've known, that go through hard times. I pastored for 10 years, and I know what it's like to go through hard times. I know what it's like to have anxiety in your heart. I know what it's like as a pastor to feel the weight of the congregation, the weight of people. Whenever you come out of a council session and, and the things that you heard in that council session was so overwhelming that the weight of that is just carried in you and it's almost more than you can bear and it just weighs you down. There's pastors probably listening to me tonight, some of you that may have suicidal thoughts. I know pastors that's committed suicide. Anxiety, depression, fear, stress are things we all have to deal with in our lives. And the scripture tells us right here that anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. But a good word makes him glad. Thank God for a good word. Amen. Thank God for a good word. Symptoms of anxiety and depression and fear. Apprehensive uneasiness. Feeling anxious and guilty. For no reason at all. Crying, not even understanding why. An abnormal and overwhelming sense of apprehension and fear, often marked with signs such as tension and sweating and increased pulse rate. You feel the nature of that threat. Mentally stressed, loss of concern, loss of interest, simply because of the anxiety in your heart, simply because there's fear in your heart. As I read this, I was just thinking of the story of a professor as she walked out in front of her class and she walked out with a glass of water in her hand and she held it out like this out on the stage when she walked out. And she said, what do you see when I hold this up? And different people were saying different things. Some were saying, I see the glass half full. Others were saying, I see the glass, glass half empty. 
And she says, how heavy is this bottle of water? How heavy is this glass of water? And people were responding, saying, well, it's probably an ounce, or it's probably a pound, or it's probably six ounces. And they, everybody had a different answer. And she made a comment. She said, it doesn't make any difference, really, how much it weighs. It all depends on how long you hold it. Because the longer you hold it, the heavier it gets. Although the weight of it doesn't change, the longer you hold it, the heavier it gets. And that's the way it is in our lives. The longer we hold it, the heavier it gets. The longer we hold anxiety in our hearts, the longer we hold things in our fear in our hearts, the longer we hold depression in our hearts, the heavier it gets. And if I held a glass of water out, the, the weight of that glass wouldn't change, but it would get heavier and heavier to the point to where my arm would finally start to cramp up. My hand would probably start to cramp up to the point to where my arm would just would probably hurt me for the whole next day. And so it is with things that we carry in our lives. When we carry anxiety in our hearts, when we carry things in our lives, all of a sudden we realize that, man, the stuff I've been carrying is weighing me down. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. It's too heavy for you to carry. It's too heavy for us to carry. We can't carry it. When Jesus spoke to his disciples, and he says, let's go across the lake on the other side. And it, they all went down, and they got in the boat with Jesus, the disciples. And as they were going across the, the, the lake, a big storm, the Bible says, came up, and the waves was coming over into the boat, and it was about to sink the boat. The King James Bible says that the boat was full of water. But Jesus was, was, was asleep in the stern on a cushion, and the disciples went down and woke him up and says, Lord, don't you, don't you care that we drown? And Jesus woke up and he rebuked the storm and he said, peace, be still. And the waves calmed down. And then Jesus looked at them and he says, why are you so afraid? Why do you lack faith? There are seven things here I want you to see. Because it's so heavy for us to carry these burdens, it's so heavy for us to carry anxiety, fear, stress, it's too heavy for us to carry. And First Peter said it like this in chapter 5 and verse 7. Peter says, cast all your care or cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. It's too heavy for you to carry. Don't let it weigh you down. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's too heavy for us to carry. We have to give it to him because it's too much for us to carry. There are seven things I want you to see real quick. I'm going to go through them. I want you to write them down. And if you would, just put them in your comments as you listen. The first thing is this. When we put our care on him, he puts his peace in our hearts. That's what the scripture just said. He will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The second thing is this. There is no storm that God won't carry you through. There is no storm that God won't carry you through. Number three, no bridge that God won't help you cross. Number four, no battle that God 
won't help you win. No heartache is number six. No heartache that God won't help you let go of. Number seven, he is so much bigger than anything that you are facing today. I don't care what kind of anxiety you got going on in your life. You need to understand that he is so much bigger than anything that you face today. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 30, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And to say that, I wanna, I'm, thought, I'm thinking about my brother, Gene Hawkins. William Gene Hawkins. I'm going to tell a little story about him real quick. He's the oldest of uh, seven of us children. Gene, born in Mississippi, raised up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Well, actually all over the country as my dad worked and traveled in the construction business. He was a welder. But my brother grew up and became a union boss. I saw him have many things, and I saw him lose many things. He was the oldest of seven of us. But Gene, and I'll never forget when I was a young boy, probably about five years old, I, I didn't know who he was. We pulled up, a taxi pulled up in front of our house, and a door opened, and when that door opened, I saw a black alligator boot step out of that car, and a guy in a three-piece suit step out that looked like you would know him if you saw him, James Dean. He looked just like James Dean. Handsome man. Great personality. Everybody loved him. But one thing about my brother was he was a fighter. He loved to fight. And I'm talking about physically fight. He didn't know the Lord. He didn't know Jesus. My mom and my sister had got saved. My mom and dad had got saved, given their hearts to Jesus. My sisters all had given their lives to Jesus. And then my brother Doug and then Rick and myself give our lives to Jesus. But Gene was still out there. And he was rough and he was tough. And sometimes he would show up at my house with his clothes about half torn off with blood on his face because he had been in a fight. And then one day I was sitting in my house. It was on a Saturday in the middle of the day and he called me. And it was at a time in his life whenever he had lost everything. And as a matter of fact, he had came by about a week before that and wanted to borrow my shotgun because he said there were some guys out looking for him trying to kill him. But he said, can I come over and talk to you? Because at this time he had been divorced again and he really had nowhere to go and he didn't have anything left in his life. He says, I just want to come talk to you. And I said, yeah, come on over. So he came over and he sat on the couch and as we sat there, I started talking to him about Jesus. And he says, you know, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. He said, I see the change in your life. I see the change in Doug's life. I see the change in Ricky's life. I see the change in your sister's lives uh, and mom and dad. And I want to know, what is it, man? What is it? And I started talking to him about the Lord Jesus. And, man, all of a sudden, when I would start talking about the Lord Jesus, I could feel the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost coming to my house so strong that I could actually, you know how it feels when the anointing of God is on you and you get goosebumps? I could actually smell the anointing of the Holy Ghost in that room. And let me tell you something, I'd look at my brother and he had tears running down his face. 
And then all of a sudden I would feel, I would, he, he, the tears would go away and the anointing would leave. And then the, uh, the anointing would come back as I would talk and the tears would run down his face. And then the tears would dry up and the anointing of God would leave. And this went on for like an hour back and forth. And I'm just witnessing to him, testifying to him, telling him about the goodness of God, telling him about what God has done in my life personally and the good things that Jesus has done for me. And finally, I just said, he said, what do I have to do? And I said, all you have to do is just ask God to forgive you of all your sins and accept Jesus into your heart. I said, do you want to do that today, Gene? And he was quite a bit older than me. And he said, yes. I said, I'm going to call Ricky and Billy, my nephew, which was his son, because they were both living for God. And Ricky was just starting out in his ministry, just starting out preaching. I called Rick, and so, yeah, man, he said, I'm on my way. And then Billy says, hey, yes, I'm on my way. They got to my house, and when they walked in my house, my brother Gene was sitting there, just tears running down his cheeks. And, and, he, and I said, let's go in this back room back here, bedroom. And when we walked in that back bedroom, we were going to go back there to pray for him. He just fell on his knees, and he started crying so hard that he was just almost convulsing. I mean, it was just like, it was just coming like rivers of living water flowing out of him and rivers of water flowing down his face to the point to where his whole shirt was sopping wet with tears. And Ricky and I and my nephew Billy was laying our hands on him and praying for him and praying for him. And then, and then it was just like all of a sudden just this peace just came over him and he stood up and Ricky says, you want to go get baptized? And he said, yes. What else do I need to do? He said, let's just go get you baptized in water right now. And he said, where are we going to do it at? And I said, man, let's go down to the Comet River, which was just right down the road. So we went down to the river, just down the road from my house. And Ricky and Billy and I walked in that river with my brother. Excuse me. And William Gene Hawkins was baptized that day. Came up out of that water, praising God, full of the Holy Ghost. And we shouted and rejoiced. What a wonderful day it was. What a wonderful day it was. And not long after that, my brother Gene was killed in a car accident. Just about a mile from my mother's house. Wasn't long after that that he gave his life to Jesus. The Lord took him home. I'm reminded of the scripture in Psalms chapter 34 and verse 6. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of his troubles. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. This poor man was my brother. This poor man was my, my oldest brother. 
I've got a good word for you tonight. Because the scripture says the anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. And I got a good word for you tonight. I want you to understand something tonight. Paul told Timothy, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I've got a good word for you tonight. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He don't change. He don't change for anybody. He don't change for anything. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will always be the same. He woke me up this morning. He put my feet on solid ground. He put me on my way. Jesus, I'm talking about Jesus. He has no beginning of days. He has no end of days. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and He is the end. He is the creator of all things. He is the first and the last. He is the I Am. He is before time began. He is my shepherd. He is my provider. He is my peace. He is my healer. He is my righteousness. And He fainteth not. He is an everlasting God. He does not faint. And he does not slumber and he does not sleep. Oh, I wish I could get an amen in here tonight. I wish somebody would hit those thumbs and hearts and share this tonight. Somebody needs to know that the anxiety and the fear and the stress in your heart tonight that's weighing you down can be given to Jesus and he will take away all of your fears, all of your anxiety. He is a high tower. He is my shade and my heat. He is my very present help in a time of need. He's my grace. He's my mercy. He's my hope. He's my love. He's the keeper of my soul. He opens doors and he closes doors for me. And when we are down, he lifts us up. When we are sick, he heals us. He is a God worthy to be praised. He is a God worthy to be worshiped. And when you get up in the morning, you should give him thanks. You should thank him and praise him. He speaks to the storms and he says, Peace, be still. And the storms cease in our lives and the peace of God floods our souls. Paul writing in the book of Corinthians to the Corinth church and he says this, We are hard pressed on every side but not crushed. Perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not abandoned. Struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. Psalms 46, verse 1 and 2, and I'm closing. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the sea, we will not Give way to fear. I don't know about you tonight, but it's too heavy to carry. We don't have to carry this burden. We can give it to Jesus tonight. I don't know what you're going through out there tonight. I don't know if you're struggling with anxiety or depression or stress. In my personal life, I know I have. There's been times in my life when I know I was depressed. There was times in my life when I've been stressed whether it was over financial stuff or whether it was over this or that. There's been anxiety in my life, in my personal life, sin in my life that's caused me to have anxiety. Choices, bad choices I made that caused me to have fear. Bad choices I made that caused me to be depressed. Bad choices that I made that caused anxiety. Some choices other people made and I was the victim of. But I know in my personal life, there's been times in my life when I had to stop and I had to turn to Jesus 
And I had to say, Lord, I can't do this. I can't carry the weight of this. The anxiety in my heart is too heavy. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. And if that's you tonight, I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for every person listening to me right now, Lord God. And Lord, just as I struggled with anxiety and depression and stress, fear, I pray for every person out there listening to me right now, Lord God. If you're out there listening to me right now and you have stress in your life, you just close your eyes and just hear what I'm about to tell you right now. Jesus is telling me to tell you to take his yoke upon you because his yoke is easy and his burden is light and he will carry you through whatever it is you're going through he will help you he will carry you through in jesus name i pray lord you touch every soul listen to me tonight in the name of jesus lift them up lord encourage them breathe into their souls in jesus name and i thank you for doing it father amen 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 I hope this has blessed you tonight. If it has, you need to message Quest Church. Send a message in. Let them know you've given your heart to Jesus. Let them know that God delivered you from whatever you're going through. We love you. God bless you. Have a good night.